0: Our number two, Dale and Holly, Sports Radio WEEI. Mike Mandanski is in the house. He'll join us here in just a couple of minutes uh, as our third man in for today. First time we've had an opportunity to have Mutt join us all together as part of the program, so he'll be with us in just a few minutes. As we said earlier uh, on Trending Now, the Boston Bruins begin a two-game road trip, two games in two nights in two cities. They're in Toronto tonight to take on the Maple Leafs. Unfortunately for us at Nesson, that game is on NBC Sports Network. Tomorrow night, they're in Montreal to take on the Canadians. I'm happy to report that we do have the game tomorrow night. And, of course, the play-by-play announcer who will be calling that game is Jack Edwards, brought to you by Shaw's Supermarkets. He joins us on the AT&T Hotline. Hello, Jack.
1: Hi, Dale. You know, I'm driving through the free and independent states on my way up to Montreal. I didn't ride deadhead with the team to Toronto. And, uh, you know, I, I must say that, that everyone... Not all at once, but everyone should spend a little bit of time in the mountains of northern New England, whether it be Vermont, New Hampshire, or Maine, because it is really beautiful, even on the nastiest of days.
0: Tell that to my daughter, who's <laughs> still waiting to hear from the University of Vermont if she gets in or not.
1: Oh, she's a <laughs> to throw
0: your name around a little, Dale. We'll be making that drive a lot if she uh, gets what she's looking for. Uh, the Bruins are in Toronto, and the last time they were there, they by. Randy Carlyle's assertion embarrassed the Maple Leafs, a 4-1 to one win that wasn't as close as that would indicate. I think that was their first game without Chara, if I remember right. And uh, yeah. I would expect a little better effort tonight from the Leafs.
1: Yeah, and uh, if you're looking for response in teams, uh, we've seen it from the Bruins after the disaster against Minnesota. And we've seen it from the Leafs after the disaster against Boston. Uh, Bad home losses for original six teams, and their fan bases really let them hear it. And uh, I think the Leafs are 5-1-1 since then, and uh, they've scored at least three goals a game. So uh, they've gotten off their teestras. They've started to play a little bit of defense, and uh, they're attacking like crazy. So... uh, yeah, should be a really good tussle tonight. A good test for the for the Bruins, who continue to make mistakes on D, but uh, almost overlooked. Rask is, uh, is making the big, big saves. You know, his goals against isn't that awesome, but his uh, his wins <laughs> are looking good.
2: Well, Jack, the the Bruins have played well without Zdeno Chara. Is it the easy answer, the schedule, or is there something else that we're missing that will explain uh, the high level of play?
1: a lot of it, but if you look at the way the NHL schedule plays out traditionally, uh, teams rarely win five in a row. Uh, you, you have to be doing something right. And the thing the Bruins are doing most right right now is getting leadership from Patrice Bergeron and getting some tremendous coaching from Claude Julien and his staff. Because if you, if you look at the youth of some of the defensive lineups the Bruins have rolled out there, uh, it's amazing that they're just not running into each other all the time. It says something about uh, the integrity of the organization down through Providence uh, where Bruce Cassidy employs virtually the same system that Claude Julian does in Boston, and not by Claude's insistence but because Cassidy likes the system. So you're seeing coaching up from the AHL all the way through the top level in the NHL.
0: Jack, the big topic of conversation when you do clear the free and independent states and get into the province of Quebec, the major topic across Canada today is Connor McDavid, who, along with Jack Eichel, will be the two top picks in the NHL draft next June. McDavid playing in a junior game last night, got in a fight, broke his hand, broke at least a bone in his hand. We're not going to know the full extent until later today. Uh, putting his immediate season in jeopardy, probably not his draft status. But it has begun the should fighting be uh, eliminated and outlawed in junior hockey discussion. What do you think is going to be the outcome there in Canada?
1: Well, before they get up on their uh, high horse, uh, they should start paying those kids what they're worth. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's not worry about fighting in junior hockey uh, before we settle the issue of how much the kids should be getting paid and how much they're actually getting as their stipend. That's a professional lead. There's no question it's a professional lead. One of the reasons that Dale Hunter left the Washington Caps head coaching job is because he's making so much money as the owner of a junior team. Hey, you know, here's the point. These kids are professional athletes. They happen to have school responsibilities, but that's on the side. These guys are professional athletes. They're they putting a lot of bodies in, uh, in seats uh, for admission, and they're selling television rights. And, uh, you know, somehow their share of the money is not getting down to them. So pardon me for deflecting the subject, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not worried about, about the whole fighting in hockey thing. I, I think that any professional league should allow it because you have to give the, uh, the possibility uh, to a team – that they're going to have to demand retribution from an individual who takes liberties with a star player. You know, that's that's why Marty McSorley had a job. And uh, it's it's an important element in hockey because at the professional level, and make no mistake, junior hockey is professional hockey, um, occasionally players on the other side will do something that they know is well outside the rules in order to help their team win.
0: And yet, fighting majors are way down in the National Hockey League. The latest statistics I saw last week, it's 0.36 fights per game so far this season, which is a dramatic reduction. Peter Chiarelli might have been right in the aftermath of the Canadiens' loss last year when he said the role of the enforcer in the NHL is changing.
1: Yep, there's no doubt, and I, I think the, the, the most dramatic drop-off, uh, at least, to my point of view, and I could be wrong, I have been wrong before, I haven't seen too many fights just to get teams' energy up, which we used to see all the time, uh, say, from 1990 all the way through uh, even two years ago. Uh, there were, If you had a flat first period uh, coming out of the second TV break, you'd see two guys drop right off the go. And no reason for it at all, uh, no enmity between the two Uh, previously in the game, and uh, no history between the two. But one asked the other, hey, you want to go? And the other said, yeah, let's go. And I I can't remember seeing a whole lot of that this year, if if more than a handful.
2: Jack, I know how much you love defensemen. You've talked about it quite eloquently over the years. What did you think about Gonchar at the age of 40 uh, hooking up with the Canadians?
1: To me, what this says most is that Nathan Boyer and – uh, Jared Tenorti, who's the kid who got sent down to clear the roster spot for Gonchar, are being um, brought along at the right speed. Uh, Mark Bergevin has shown he's a very shrewd general manager. Uh, Gonchar might be able to help Montreal, or maybe not. Maybe he's just there to take up space and be there as an emergency guy. But Jared Tenorti projects to be a pretty effective NHL defenseman, and uh, I know they're pretty high on, on Boyer, too. So, You know, this is a a franchise that continues to get better. And to me, Gonchar is only a patch or a depth guy, or maybe in uh, a rare situation he he could play a role for them. Um, His best days are way, way behind him, but it gives the Canadiens youngsters more time playing 19 to 22 minutes a game in the AHL. And right now that's what they need most in their development.
0: We're talking with Jack Edwards. Boston Bruins play by play announcer and my Nesson colleague. I know th- these discussions in general make fans' eyes glaze over, and so we're not going to get deep into it. But when word came out, trickled out over the last few days, that the salary cap in the National Hockey League might not go up next year, in fact, there's even a possibility it could go down next year. If I was a general manager in the NHL, I would be steaming right now because you build your roster, you make decisions based on projections that you're given. And there are going to be a lot of teams in this league that are going to be screwed if the cap goes down next year.
1: Yeah, well, they better start buying Canadian dollars, Dale, because that, that has a lot to do with it, right? 7 thirtieths of the league is in Canada, and it is unbelievable how low the Canadian dollar is trading against the U.S. dollar when you consider that Canada is an energy exporter. <laughs> you know, it. I don't understand financial markets, and I'm, I'm demonstrating why right now, but to me, it is just astonishing how weak the Canadian dollar is against the U.S. dollar. And let's not forget that the, the weakness of the Canadian dollar was one of the major attributes of uh, the NHL spinning the move of the Quebec Nordiques and also the, uh, the Winnipeg Jets. The, when they lost their teams, it was mostly, well, not mostly, but it was certainly a factor that the Canadian dollar was so weak at the time. That is, it's horrific news for any GM who would be right at the edge, of the cliff,
2: no doubt. All right, we were talking about this guy yesterday, and you're in the business of pronouncing names uh, on a daily basis. So this year, have you gone with Marshan or Marshan? I'm trying to, uh, trying to remember.
1: It's Marshan forever.
2: <laughs>
1: we only change once.
2: So that's it. So it's Marshan. Even if he says, no, Jack, I was, listen- was DVR in the game, I heard you say Marshan, and it's Marshan. Jack, you have to change.
1: I'm pleading the fifth. Okay? <laughs>
2: all right. So this conversation has been had, but but about that guy, Marshan, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why do you think he's turning around? Because I, at the beginning of the year, I said, "Oh, this is more of the same. We're going to see the inconsistency. We're going to see all the nonsense that has nothing to do with winning hockey." Why do you think he's been playing uh, such strong hockey lately?
1: He's part of a magical pair in Boston Bruins history, and I'm not sure the history is not all all that important to him right now, um, but the day-to-day fun certainly is of playing alongside Patrice Bergeron. Those two guys always will be linked because each of them had two goals in game seven in Vancouver on June 15th, 2011. And they are really, really good together when they're at the top of their game. Well, for one thing, Patrice Bergeron has raised his game a a quantum uh, leap, and, and uh, you know, Dale Arnold was uh, one of the first members of the Boston media to point out that Bergeron was just not playing well, which is almost, uh, you know, you can't go there. <laughs> but uh, but I'm glad you did, Dale, because he wasn't playing well, and, and Bergeron has, has turned his game around. When Marchand got separated from Bergeron, when Claude Julien said, I am sick of the way you guys are playing, and busted them up, that's like smelling salt. I mean, <laughs> He has been a completely different player since that moment, and he has been really effective.
0: I would think, based on what I've seen, uh, that it's going to be awfully difficult right now for Matt Bartkowski to get into the Bruins lineup.
1: You wonder if um, they uh, are just trying to package him. You know, he's he's an effective guy if he's your – Ace guy, maybe, um, or your seventh guy in an emergency. Um, but uh, yeah, I look at Joe Morrow and I just I shake my head. I'm amazed at how poised this guy is. He ate the puck the other night, which you almost never see a rookie defenseman do. You know, along the half boards in the defensive zone, he was one against two, couldn't make a safe chip out of the zone. There certainly wasn't a pass to the middle of the ice, so he just decided to eat it and wait for reinforcements. And sure enough, the play worked out for him. Hey, I. I you know, I, I like Barkowski. He's a really nice kid. But right now, it's just it's like other guys who are more deserving of ice time, and, and you can't hate the other guys for doing it. You know, they they are taking advantage of the opportunity. And uh, I don't know, I don't know if Barkowski's ever going to get another uh, another real shot.
0: Well, drive carefully. My guess is, if you drive to Montreal again this year, this will be your last drive without snow.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Even if it happens in April, Dale, and uh, I'm I'm pretty confident you'll be making the trip up toward Gutterson. Oh, yeah. oh you know
2: what? I, I, you just reminded me of Montreal. Did we ever ask you about that story on opening night? Was that true? They wanted you to turn the lights off, or is yeah. that is that yeah, urban is, legend? Absolutely, yeah. it's true. The, they,
1: the director for their for their event um, uh, staff, and they do a great job. Their pregame is is comparable to anybody else's, it's awesome. But he he comes up to us like twenty minutes before air and he says, um, listen, for the uh for the pregame ceremony, uh, which begins at uh, seven twenty, uh, we need you to turn your lights off. And we said, Okay, for how long? And he said, Oh, until about like seven forty four or so <laughs> we said, Sorry, not gonna happen
2: <laughs> And so what happened? Was there a, was there a confrontation? Did they uh did they no, threaten it
1: no. a- hey, you know he he left. He, you know there was there was no uh, nastiness there. We just, you know, told him matter of factly, it's is not going to happen.
0: Did he glare at I mean, you in French? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got to brush up on that.
0: Jack, I'll talk to you tomorrow night from Montreal. All right, bud. Thanks. Take care. That is uh, Jack Edwards, the uh, play-by-play announcer for the Boston Bruins. Jack is brought to you by Shaw's Supermarkets.
2: I need to turn the lights off for twenty-five minutes. <laughs> 24 minutes, excuse me, 24 minutes.
0: Yeah, you don't really need to worry about doing the, the whole
2: open and everything, do you? Who needs lights for TV anyway? You don't need lights.
0: Now, they should leave theirs on and turn ours off back here in the studio. That would probably be a help, but other than that, I don't think it's going to happen. They
2: have a pretty over-the-top... Uh,
0: it's really cool. I mean, that whole thing where they use the it, whole ice surface is as, cool a, as a giant... I haven't been up to see it, All right. but the, where they use the whole ice surface as a projection screen... Uh, I'm with Jack. They they do the the pregame visual presentation as well as anybody in the NHL.
2: And all right, so they Ain't
0: saying that about anything Montreal. I
2: know. So Montreal, uh, Montreal looks at hockey the same way, um, uh, let's say, Italy, England, Brazil looks at soccer. Yep, like good, they, that's they, a good analogy. they they good analysis. They know it. They know it better than everybody else, right?
0: Uh, they N- think so. Nobody yes.
2: else can tell them this. So why do they act like? they've seen uh, somebody skate for the first time every time P.J. Subban uh, – excuse me, P.K. Subban goes on the ice. Why do they – you can hear that. They the, love him. You have 20,000 people go, ah, <gasps> he's just skating. That's all he's doing, he's skating. I know. Sometimes – They love him. Sometimes without the puck. <laughs> <laughs> they just, I mean, it, when he's out there, Ooh. they just – they're just fascinated ah. with the guy.
0: We gotta get Mutt in here. Mutt's gonna come in. Uh we'll get back to some of the things Speaking we were of talking about. Baseball, Mutt. football, hockey, all that stuff. Four at four, you don't wanna miss. It's coming up at the top of the hour here on Sports Radio, W E E I.